in Parshish Veira and Bo, I'm going to a little bit take a liberty to talk a, about a Chazal that specifically comes from Parshish Veira, last week's Parsha, but it certainly applies to the entire process of how Aaron and Moshe were told more than once to show respect to Paro. And uh, we noticed that all of the things that took place were within a framework of Kavad HaMachus, even though uh, Paro was a Russia, and he certainly maybe on certain levels did not deserve that kind of honor, but it was given nonetheless. And in Parshas Ve'era, this question is discussed, why was it necessary for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu command Moshe to show Paro, a clearly a horrible individual, very, very uh, uh, wicked and evil person, why offer him that honor? Why give him that honor? So the Be'er Basada says uh, an incredible thing, and one that has, I think, incredible implications for us, uh, certainly as a parent dealing with our children, but certainly in all relationships, spouse relationships, really all relationships, but uh, obviously specifically referring uh, in this context to our responsibilities to our children. And he says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted, his plan was, of course, to perform, uh, perform din, to execute din against Paro. That Paro was going to suffer the uh, ultimate uh, punishment, of course, Makas Bukharos and the devastation to Mitzrayim. This was part of his plan if Paro uh, remained obstinate. And, of course, he did. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to remove the excuse that Parah might have been able to use back against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Credibly, he says, because Parah could have said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I would have listened to you. I, I would have done. If you, after, after you start sending me the makos, I would have recognized the truth, and I would have done what you wanted me to do. But I, I couldn't. Why not? So somebody tie your hands? Well, that's another question. Maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu did or didn't, depending on how we learn. But why couldn't you? why didn't you do it? And says the Be'er Basadeh, well, I didn't do it because I wasn't treated with respect. Look at how Moshe and Aaron spoke to me. They made it impossible for me to, to uh, relent. They made it impossible for me to give in because how can I give in when, when these are people talking to me uh, unacceptable, in an unacceptable fashion? I, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. You're, so much is at stake. Truth, tshuva, getting close to Hashem Baruch salvation. So many big issues are at stake and you're going to just ignore that because... Because Moshe and Aaron didn't speak to you respectfully. And apparently, not to say it was justifiable, but certainly would have mitigated the, the potential for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's response. You should have done what was right regardless. Forget about what Moshe and Aaron did to you. Stand up and, and, and do the right thing. We see an incredible insight into human nature and human psychology from this particular commentary. We see that sometimes if we don't, treat people properly, we don't say the right thing, we don't conduct ourselves in the right way. And obviously there's certainly just justification if Moshe and Aaron had dealt disrespectfully with Pyro, would have been justified. And Pyro certainly should have looked in the mirror and said, well, maybe I deserved it. Maybe I caused my parent to yell at me or say something that they shouldn't have said. Maybe did I, did I do something in school that maybe warranted a Rebbe or a principal or a teacher to say something and, and put me in my place? Probably did. Probably did, but at the end of the day, given the human psychology, we are so sometimes so attuned to a completely opposite mentality where don't stop with the excuses, stop blaming other people. And I'm not saying we have a right to blame other people, but clearly it's, it's, it's a mitigating factor. Clearly it, it gave power a way out. 
in terms of explaining why did he do what he did? Why didn't he do? Why didn't he not let the people, the, the Jewish people go? In life, we do hear from, from children and teens and sometimes young adults and sometimes older adults. How come this and how come that? Why didn't you do this? Don't you see the truth? Don't you know what you're supposed to be doing? And it sounds like they're making excuses. It sounds like, well, this one did this to me, this one said that to me. And, and sometimes our response is, eh, these are excuses. Come on, look at the truth. See what's going on. See what your responsibility is. Do the right thing. Go to Minyan, do mitzvahs, be from, keep Shabbos, whatever the issue might be, come on. There's nothing more critical than Paro's self-preservation, and yet he did, was not able to do that because he had an excuse, so to speak. The excuse of not being spoken to properly. If we keep this in mind, let's avoid all the excuses that somebody can give back to us as parents. If our children answer back, well, had you said it this way, had you done it that way, how come you, when you said that to me, when you let me uh, inflicted such emotional uh, pain when you said that to me, all of these things, well, come on, come on. We're, you know, I'm only human. All that might be true, but clearly you see it's our job to set the right path, to, to set the right pattern for our children. Let's avoid Let's avoid giving our kids any excuses. Let's avoid giving other people excuses for what they do because we didn't do our job. We didn't say it the right way. We didn't show their hurts. We weren't sensitive to the situation. Bez Hashem, if we can keep this in mind, remove all of the possible reasons why people don't do the right thing and chas v'shalom, go off the derech and move away from Yiddishkeit, Bez Hashem, we'll see a generation where people are always moving in the right direction, Bez Hashem, and that's chus v'zochah, to be a some shech in the